On today's Question of Faith, is it okay to parish hop? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Maria Wankata from the Marriage and Family Ministry Office. Ah, Maria's back. Always good. So, I think that you might have some experience in parish hopping, if that's uh, if I remember correctly. I've had some experience in parish <laughs> hopping myself. Father Damien, have you had experience in parish hopping? Well, mine was a strange situation because my high school youth ministry, campus ministry program was kind of run like a college campus ministry. Oh. So, I used to go to my high school for a 7 p.m. mass every Sunday. Oh. And uh, I guess that's kind of parish hopping, but I wasn't hopping to a parish. I was hopping to my high school chapel. Got it. So well, that's, that's a unique a, a unique sort of hop. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a campus ministry college students coming back to campus ministry after they've graduated. I've seen that happen too. Mm. Instead of going to the local parish, they just come back to where they did campus ministry. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Maria, I know you've had some experience in this. Yeah, so um, so I'd say we kind of, my family, we split our time between two parishes. So I grew up um, at St. Rocco in Cleveland. So my parents, when they got married, they settled uh, right by St. Rocco. Then they started to move out a little bit Mm. to like the edges of Cleveland and Parma, but we always stayed at St. Rocco. And then my husband, he grew up in Middleburg Heights, Strongsville area and went to St. Joe's and SJJ school out there. So SJJ is St. Joe's and John's. Yes, interparochial school. Mm. So when we got married and we moved out, we settled in Strongsville and our kids started going to school there. And as they're getting older, we're kind of splitting our time now between two, the two parishes. Mm. But then we also, we travel a lot for sports. Yeah, right. So uh, in the summer, spring, fall, we're, we tend to be at uh, different parishes all the time, depending on what city we're in and uh, trying to get mass in in between sports, <laughs> not uh because we're not going to give up one or the other. <laughs> sure, right. And nor should you, right? You know, sports are important. Being, yeah. Being fiscally active is important. But, uh, um, yeah, as we, as uh, my husband and I got married and we settled out in the suburbs, I couldn't let uh, my relationship with St. Rocco go. So we just make it work. We're very active at that parish. And now with our kids at St. Joe's, we're becoming very active at that parish mm. too. Wow. Now, would you consider that parish hopping? And do you belong to both parishes? That's a question too. Like, do you are well, you registered? Because if you have kids at the school, there is a formal relationship. There is no? a formal relationship. It was a conversation we had with Father Joe because um, mm-hmm. we were upfront that we do belong to Saint Rocco, but we want our kids to go here, and he understood that. And mm-hmm. they know it's a very uh, open thing. They know that we split our time between the two. Yeah. Wow. That's an that's an interesting situation. Like I don't, I don't know if I've come across that before. I didn't well, think about it. I actually have a similar situation yeah. that I was born at Deaconess Hospital in Cleveland, baptized down at St. Wendelin, and that was the family parish right. going back to my grandparents who were Slovak immigrants who came to the United States in 1910. And St. Wendelin is still a Slovak parish. So that's where I grew up, but was raised actually in Parma three streets south of St. Charles. But I didn't go to St. Charles grade school. I went to Incarnate Word Academy, which is in Parma Heights. So I went to St. Wendelin growing up, went to Incarnate Word Academy. But because St. Wendelin is a nationality parish, we belonged both to St. Wendelin and St. Charles. 
although it wasn't until high school where I started to go into St. Charles more and more, um, and then daily mass, and then when I entered seminary, I entered in under the sponsorship of St. Charles. So, but I don't know if that's the kind of parish hopping that we're. It's actually two places, and one's nationality and tradition. As much as it is, well, I kind of like this place for this and that place mm-hmm. for that. And I think that's more of what parish hopping means. No? Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, like I'll take myself as an example. So like when I moved here, I said, well, where should I go to church? And so I asked one of my one of my former students who lives here, I said, hey, where do you go to church? And she said, well, she said, she, like you, Maria, she said, sometimes we have to balance us around sports. She said, so most of the time we go to St. Chris's unless you have sports on Sunday morning. And then we go to a night mass usually at St. Luke's. Yeah. And she said, both of those parishes are fine, and she said, they're both near your house, so why don't you, you, know, why don't you try both of them, see which one you like. And um, it turns out that's not even my geographic parish. My yeah. geographic parish is Transfiguration, um, which is an older parish, right? And so, like, we, we went there once, and we're like, wow, we are the youngest people here, and we're in our <laughs> 50s. This is not our jam. <laughs> let's, 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 go for, let's go try one of these other parishes. And um, we found, like, more of the ministries, I think, at St. Luke's seem to speak to us a little bit more. I'm sorry, more of the ministries at uh, St. Chris's seem to speak to us more. And so we said, well, let's try there first. And Father Klebo had given us such a great welcome as, you know, we made an appointment to go visit him. And we're like, okay, how can we not go here now after all that? Yeah. And then we ended up at St. Luke's for field ed for the deacon program the next year. So we got a taste of a little bit, you know, a little bit of both of them. But St. Chris's is still our parish and it's where we, where we would prefer to worship on a mm-hmm. regular basis. Yeah. It's probably more common, like, as like when you move or you relocate and you try out different parishes around you until you maybe find the feeling of which one is the one you belong in. Yeah, and I guess the the challenge I think is do is it all about you, right? Let's 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 put it this way. So should you search around for a parish where you really feel welcome and you feel like you belong and you feel like this is reflective of how you want to worship or do you go to your geographic parish and try to help make that a place that is maybe more welcoming to others if it's not or if it's um, you know a place that's lacking in a certain ministry that you have gifts for do you try to turn it around and 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 offer that to the parish make it a make it a different place um, I don't know you know it depends on how open people are to you as well I guess yeah and how you open you are to other people well, that's right well. vice versa yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. Yeah, do you learn a little bit about this parish? You know, and, and I've done both. You know, I've been I've been in a bunch of different parishes, not here, but you know, in other places that I've lived. Where I said, well, okay, this this isn't where I would normally choose to live, but let's give it a chance and let's see let's see what what can come of this. I know a lot of folks are drawn to certain parishes, yes, for liturgies, but also for particular ministries. Yeah. So, for example, at St. Mary's in Hudson, they have a dynamite. Youth program. I'm mm-hmm. thinking um, St. Helen in Newberry is yeah. similar. St. Barnabas in Northfield is similar. St. Basil the Great is mm-hmm. similar. So a lot of families will go there because they want their young people involved in a dynamic youth program. And now they may still go to their home parish. We have a seminarian who does that, but he goes to youth ministry at one place, but then comes back mm. here for another. So I do think that's becoming increasingly popular. Like for our young adult community, a lot of them like to go to St. Columkill on Sunday nights, though all of them don't go to Mass there. But right. there's, there's, if there's energy and something happening in a particular place, um, 
why not yeah. why not go there? And other parishes are sort of noticing that trend too. Like if mm-hmm. they might have a really good youth ministry, like let's just say St. Basil's, for instance, mm-hmm. they might not have a great young adult ministry. So they said they, we send a lot of our young adults over to St. Columkilds for young adult ministry, even though they worship here for, for Sunday morning. You right. know? So they're mm-hmm. we're starting to learn to be less parochial about the, the ministry side of things. Yeah, think. and that's what I was just going to say. So in our situation, um, St. Rocco's doesn't have a youth ministry program mm. that it's just not the way that the environment is right there so our my daughter she's in eighth grade she does the youth ministry at at st joe's now and it's mm. a it is a vibrant um great youth group there so and i don't want to take away from an inner city parish um but you know to get the whole needs of our family met we kind of yeah. have to do it that way right now speaking of saint uh john newman that, have you been to their Life Teen Mass there? I have not, but I know there's kids in her class that do. Their music ministry is outstanding. Mm. They're they're really good. They even have a they have a drummer. So some people don't like drummers, but if done well, it could be really good. But he's even behind the like the plexiglass. Yeah. But their but the music is not it's not over the top. It's very reverent, but it's really really good. If you like contemporary wor- worship music, yeah. and it's Catholic. Yeah. yeah, where is that parish? I'm not familiar. Right on 42. It's actually just south of, of of St. Joe's. So St. Joe's is on the northern part of Strongsville, mm-hmm. and St. John Newman is on the southern part. And then the next parish you'll hit would be St. Ambrose up yep. the road, oh, okay. with Colette's over on the south uh, okay. um, east quadrant of of Brexel. But um, John Newman is still in Strongsville. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there is a in Strongsville. There's the north and the south, and it can take you a long time to get to either side. Of town. <laughs> yeah, eighty two is the big divider, oh, yeah. and it could take you ten minutes to get down there uh, when it's probably two miles, right? Yeah, right. Like yeah. It, you ride your bike at night, you'd get there in a heartbeat. But uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I just drove past it and see it. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, no, but I think uh, yeah that that seems to be a growing trend. Yeah, that there's there's ministries in certain parishes. And, you know, we've talked about this, right? You know, we, we've said, to do, does one church have to do everything? Well, it would be a shame if one church had to do everything because they couldn't, right. you know. Right. They, they, right. they might not have the skills or the staff or the money or, you know, all those kinds of things. And so we have to sort to think about, you know, well, do do we have to do marriage preparation as a parish? Could could somebody else do that and then send them back here for the wedding? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's very common. So in our office, we get a lot of calls of e- either people coming back into town and looking for a recommendation, um, and then something else we're building out is this whole marriage mentor program where we can have diocesan certified marriage mentors to help people and accompany them if a certain parish doesn't ha- can't sustain that ministry on their own. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. So how how should we how should we go about this? Like if I if I were new to a city. And I was looking for a parish, and, and maybe let's take you as an example, Maria. Like maybe I have a young family, and I'm looking for a place. And so, what are my needs? My needs are a, a good youth ministry for my teenage son, let's say, and uh, I need a good school for my seven-year-olds. And and by the way, we count too. You know, mom and dad want a place where they feel comfortable and, and welcome, and. Um, maybe they can participate in different ministries that speak to them. Maybe they want to be a lector, or maybe they want to uh, serve the needs of the poor. Um, how, how do we think we should go about researching this and looking to find out what we need most? Well, where was I the other day when someone was saying, for whatever, 40-year-olds and younger, the first place they always go is the Internet, yeah. <laughs> which is fine, and you can learn a lot there. But 
the way you learn most is by diving in. So I think visiting places is great. And I should say, too, the fact that we're even asking about is parish hopping okay, there's a great desire. If you're parish hopping, then you have desires that want to be met and realizing that no parish can meet meet every desire and do everything well but but searching for something that that can help you grow in your spiritual life and then i think once you've established that then maybe the second part of the question comes in okay now that i've i'm finding myself being fed now how do how do i go and feed others and what what am i being called to do so uh, i was at a parish last week at st mary the falls in um, olmstead township i went I went for nine nights on Tuesday night, and then I slept over in the rectory because they have a men's group that meets at 6 a.m. on Wednesday mornings, which is pretty fantastic. There were over 30 guys there. Wow. That's pretty awesome to have a vibrant men's group that meets at 6 a.m., 6 a.m. But I went. Yeah, it was good. But uh, that's that's my take, I think. If if your faith is so important to you that you want to hop around and find a place where you're being fed or find maybe mass times that work for you, yeah, that's, that's great. Another place I help out pretty regularly is Holy Rosary in um, in Little Italy. They have an 8 p.m. Sunday mass. And so they get doctors and nurses from UH yeah. and the clinic, but also a bunch of kids from Case Western Reserve University and a lot of East Siders where that's that's the way that they um, they they close their Sunday, and yeah. it's a nice, beautiful mass, and they get music from the Cleveland Institute of Music. It's pretty rad mm. there. You had an oboe player up in the. Ah, oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say to answer your question, Mike, I think like when we travel, I always go on the internet and look at the parishes, sure. and like even if they have like uh, live streams available, I'll even watch the videos to see what the church and mass looks like. But um, I think another way is looking for different events and stuff and getting involved in meeting other people. I mean, parish is built not on the pastor, but on the people of the community. So finding what group and people you might fit in with and get along with to make the, the parish even even stronger. Yeah. I, th- I think you know, two things that I wanted to say about this. One, uh, I've done this workshop now for, oh, God, 20 years probably, about, you know, well, what does your, your parish website say about you? Right, you know, because that's going to be the first place that most people look to find out information yep. about your parish. And if they're searching around, they're going to make some judgments based on you. So you need to make this as good as you can. So what's you know what's the real highlight of the of the parish? You have to feature that on the homepage. By the way, the first thing you should have on the homepage is what time is mass? <laughs> <laughs> right? You'd be surprised how many people don't have that yeah. on their homepage. I, I'm yeah. seeing it less and less now that you know people have kind of caught on. But for in the early days of the internet, people didn't have what time mass was. I was like, um, "What time is mass?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that you know, if you had like little like a lot of parishes now are starting to stop the live stream from you yeah. know from the pandemic time. And I've cautioned a few places. I said, you know, I said if you want to stop the live stream, that's fine. I said, but you should still have at least a little snippet of what mass is like here because people are kind of making their judgments about whether they want to come here or not based on those kinds of things. If you don't have it, they might just skip over you. Yeah, and, and say you know, cannot determine. <laughs> I say, like, even as, as we've traveled and gone to different parishes, we can say, oh, well, this church, they did it like St. Rocco, or this yeah. church, they have this like St. Joe's. So, like, it's, in a way, it's almost fun to compare notes of just little slight changes in liturgy or different prayers or rituals that each parish will do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think the two the the other thing that you mentioned this a little bit earlier, Father, is like think about the great desire that people have to kind of get it all, you know, get it all together. You know, like okay, I may not have everything I need at this one parish, but I certainly want a good youth ministry for my teenager, or I certainly, you know, my I have a college student. They would they would want to come back after college. You know, they were away for school and they want to come back and be engaged in some. So, what parish does that pretty well? Do they do young adult ministry pretty well? And we can. We can send them around. They don't have to go to liturgy at the same place they do all these other things. So, you know, maybe it's not so much uh, parish hopping as uh, ministry hopping. Yeah. (laughs) Might be what we're talking about a little bit, right? And I think sharing the ministries and the treasures and the gifts as a diocese, you know, the the anti-disintegration of the anti-siloing, the integration of our parishes and our ministries – and the the collaboration is is where it's at. So mm. I think the parish hopping, the desire of, of finding finding a place where one can flourish in his or her faith is really great. And then uh, diving deeply in and figuring out then how you can help others flourish in their faith too. Yeah, all sounds good. Yeah. So is it okay to parish hop? Yes, sort of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why not? We do it. You might as yeah. well. You might as well do it too. But it it is eventually good to find a place to rest. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Have a place to have a you, home. And yeah, a place to go on the rag. Yeah. And and if you want to be a godfather or a godmother and get you know you you want a place that will hold your sacraments and probably have to bring Molly Cooligan to make sure we're doing all this canonically <laughs> correct. But you do want to be a, a member of a parish. Right. That's that's important. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, speaking of parishes, uh, we go to a parish every week here on Question of Faith, and so this week we're going to go where? We're going to go to St. Rocco's in Cleveland. Well, that's yours, right? Yeah. Yeah. On Fulton. On Fulton Road. Mm -hmm. It is, as Father James says, the oldest Italian parish on Cleveland's west side. Oh, Benny. Yeah, Malta Benny. Yeah. And what do you like? We said a little bit about what you like there, but. Yeah, uh, it has a rich tradition of, well, Italian tradition. So Mm. the one unique thing about the parish is that its annual parish festival is older than the church itself. (laughs) That's great. So the Italian immigrants um, started a street fair, I want to say. Ten or so years before the parish was even founded in in honor of St. Rocco. So, <laughs> Being married the, to an Italian, I want to say, of course it is. Yes. Of course the feast yes. is old in the church itself. Right. Best Italian food. <laughs> As you put your finger, you can't see. She had her two, two <laughs> fingers and her thumb together. Best Italian food. Uh, you know. Are you Italian? Maria? I am. What's I your am. maiden name? Toth, which is Hungarian. Oh, my uh, dad is Hungarian and Italian. What, oh, okay. What What's the uh, uh, Italian name in the Saletti. family? Saletti. Yeah. Uh, it's probably with a C. C. So it's probably Celeri. Celeri. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I know at the Saint Rocco Fair they have a greased pole, mm-hmm. and that's the contest to climb the greased pole. Mm-hmm. And the food is outstanding there. Man, mm. it's a good. Yeah. When. We used to drive back to Parma from St. Wendell, and sometimes we would take West 25th, but other times we take the Fulton Road, and we used to pass St. Rocco's, and then Blessed Sacrament was down the street, mm-hmm. which is closed now, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. There's so many great parishes in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, we still do the uh, Good Friday procession. We'll do a, over Labor Day weekend with the festival, we'll do a procession out in the streets, Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so still try to do a lot of 
ministry yeah. evangelization work in yeah. the neighborhood. We, we ought to do nine nights a night prayer there, one of these rounds. That would be a great place to have it. It's a nice, nice church. Yeah. Bringing me back to my youth, I, I grew up in Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish in Yonkers, New York, mm. which was an Italian parish, and we did all those kinds of street festivals and everything. And yeah. In fact, our, at Our Lady of Mount Carmel West here, um, they have a big sort of bizarre festival, lawn fete, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And um, I remember walking in, I said to Mary, and I said, wow, I have the largest memory right now yeah. <laughs> sort of, of, yeah. of being a kid and being at these kinds of things. So those two parishes are staffed by Mercedarian priests. So my good friend, Father James Chia, is at Our Lady of Mount Carmel now. Mm. And then Father James at St. Rocco. And Father James Mayer, 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 Mayer. Mayer. Is a holy name grad. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's about go. ten years older than I am. Yeah. Where all good things come from. <laughs> and our some go- good things. And our, go- <laughs> our gospel for the fourth Sunday of Advent is from Matthew. Uh, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to av- divorce her quietly. We'll leave you hanging there. What happened next? Dream, yeah. dream, dream, dream. Well, bo- both, I mean, we often talk about Mary's fiat, but Joseph had a fiat too. Yeah, You know, they absolutely. both had to be open to God's to God's will, and it wasn't in the way that they expected it would turn out, which is so much of Christian living. It's like saying yes to God when he calls you. Yeah, and Joseph is a silent saint. He has no lines in all of Scripture. So no, notice that in the Gospels where Joseph doesn't say anything. But, you know, that's like m- many of us, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we all leave kind of quiet lives. Um, and so Joseph is the saint of, uh, of people who lead quiet lives. I need to be more quiet in my life, I think. Not on the podcast, though. No. <laughs> that wouldn't gonna, be good. It's going to start as soon as we're done. <laughs> exactly. And so that's a question of faith this week. Uh, so if you're parish hopping, let, let, let us know your parish hopping uh, experiences. Uh, you can do that by emailing us. Uh, you can email me, mhays, at dioceseofcleveland.org. And uh, you catch us here each and every week on Question of Faith. <laughs>